Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. We are continuing to look at the keys to the kingdom, and the key we continue to look at is joy. There are a lot of scriptures that talk about joy. Ooh. God actually wants us to have joy. He wouldn't have talked about it nearly so much as he has if he didn't want us to have it. Amen. You know, we've talked <laughs> over the last week or so about the, this, how... A lot of Christians seem to be sad. A lot of Christians seem to be down. A lot of Christians seem to think, oh, we're supposed to be stoic. We're supposed to be downtrodden a little bit. We're supposed to have, you know, this sour face. God wants us actually to have joy. And so as we've looked at this, we looked first in Psalm 118, where he said, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so you get up on a day Today is a little rainy. I think the very first day we talked about joy and talked about rejoicing in the Lord, it was a beautiful sunny day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. Now today, it's a little rainy today where we're at. And we look out and we say, this is still the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And then we looked at the next scripture that we looked at was in Philippians chapter 4, where he says to us, rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. And so we talked about how we're to rejoice in the Lord always. Rainy day, sunny day, Monday, Friday, Sunday, January, June. It doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter what season it is. And then also, as hard as this is for people to believe, God wants us to rejoice always, even when tribulations come to us. And that's what we come to today where James writes, count it all joy, my brothers, when you face tribulations of many kinds. Most people in the natural, in fact, I would say all people in the natural man, living by sight, living by circumstances, are not going to count it all joy when tribulations come. The only way that we can count it all joy is to live in the Spirit. And to realize, as James goes on to say, that God is going to use these things to perfect us. So when something happens in my life that I'm not really that fond of, that I'm not excited about, that I wish really hadn't happened, I can still count it all joy because God is going to use what happens to perfect me, to make me into the person that he wants me to be. And so today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to rejoice always in everything that happens during that day. And then I'm going to actually count it joy when something bad happens to me. 
Well, let me, let me just say something too. As you was just saying, boy, all kind of thoughts. The Holy Spirit was just just downloading all kind of things. Uh, scripture tells us that we're to walk by faith, not by sight. And then Jesus told us have faith in God. Well, well, God, the Word of God says, "This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall." I'm going to paraphrase this. I shall have joy, and be glad in it. Well, if I'm glad, obviously I must have some joy. Because joy brings gladness. Again, this is the day, not that Vince has made, not that Richard has made, but that the Lord has made. He, he's still sovereign. And we're not responsible for making, creating any days or nights or months. It's, it's his day. So, and here's the good news. This is why we can have joy. We've been redeemed, reconciled, and restored to him. We're part of the family now. Remember, we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. So we always have something to be joyful about because, our, for one, again, we've been redeemed, reconciled, restored. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. You know, we're, 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 again, we're heirs. We know where we're going. Yeah, we, we know what position we're in right now. So that's good news. So you can rejoice in that. And, again, that's part of having faith in God is, you believe you are who he said you are. You believe you have what he says you have. You believe you can do what he says you can do. And that's what pleases God when you stand in agreement with him. So if his word declares this is the day that he has made, you shall rejoice or, ha or have joy in it. Well, just go ahead and, and walk in that truth. <laughs> Not in what the mind says or the sense knowledge says, sight. It says look at the negative parts about the day there's something good about every day because the lord has made it and again I always use this a example a broke clock is right at least twice a day there's something good about that clock sitting on the wall at 12 o'clock or two o'clock it's right at least twice a day and when we go through life knowing that you know we're redeemed and reconciled that's enough to have joy that's why probably he said count it all joy when you go through because God says, it's still my day. Yes, you're going through it, but it's still my day. And I'm going to use it for your good. Yeah, if, if, if that's your, the perspective you see things at. Because he's saying that's how I see things. And again, I always tell people, we have to put those lenses of righteousness on. And I always say this. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart or believes, so is he. And you're going to always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if you're thinking on what the word of God says constantly, meditating on it, you're going to, your emotions, you're going to move that direction. So if I'm constantly meditating and declaring this is the day the Lord has made and I shall rejoice in it, well, I'm going to gravitate in that direction. But if I'm meditating on the cares of this world, what he talks about in Matthew and, and the deceitfulness of riches and other things, I'm going to gravitate that direction. So God gave Joshua a key to success. He says, this book of the law, referring to the, the word of God, shall not depart from you, but you shall meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that's written in it, and then you will make your way successful. You make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. So that's the key is to think on or meditate on what God says. Again, Proverbs 23 says, as a man think it or believe it in his heart, so is he. Well, I think and believe what the Lord says. So I guess so am I. So And, and that's one of the keys to 
not allowing life to beat you up is actually trusting in the Lord with all your heart. And, and God and his word are one. And, and I was just looking at the scripture in John 15 where Jesus talked about the true vine, him being the vine and his father in heaven, the vine dresser, and we being the branches connected to the true vine. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Are you going to stay connected to the true vine in the midst of trials and tribulations and persecutions of life? Or are you going to disconnect? Because if you disconnect, if I disconnect a branch from the vine, and even if it just sits next to the true to the vine, it's still going to wither and die. Right. You can put that thing down right at the base of the tree. And, and it'll it's die. still going to go. The only way it's going to produce the fruit of the spirit, uh-oh, or produce abundantly if it stays connected. And, again, God and his word are one. And a lot of people, they just don't stay connected to the truth. They allow the circumstances to dictate their actions or attitudes. We got to always let the word of God, and Jesus is referred to in Revelation as the word of God. We have to let the word of God dictate our reality, not circumstances. And, and I'm going to sum it up. In John 15, he was talking about we'll produce. I'm going to look at verse 5, 15, 5. I, Jesus said, I am divine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Uh-oh. I mean, you can't count it all joy without me. <laughs> so look at what he sums it up in verse 11. He says, and he's all these things. Well, let's look at verse 8. He said, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So will you be my disciples? And I'm just going through the verses real quick. Verse 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. See, his joy. Remember, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He said that my joy may remain in you. And that your joy may be full. Yeah, right. that's God God's wants right. us yeah. to have joy. Yeah, yeah. And have well, what's the opposite of full? Empty. Empty. So he said, I want your joy to always be full. So, But it's only going to stay full as you stay connected to the vine. You're, that's the only way you're going to produce. And a lot of people, in the midst of trials and tribulations, they want to disconnect from God. Richard, they want to stop coming to church. They want to stop being a doer of the word. And then they just be a hearer only. No, when you're going through it, you got to connect to God. And again, God and his word are one. You got to grab, hold on to that word. Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness when, just when he started his earthly ministry. After being baptized and the heavens opened up and said, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Right after that, he was led right into the wilderness. The scripture says to be tempted by Satan. And if you don't know as a Christian, you have an adversary. And it's not your relatives. It's the devil. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. this, this is why the Bible says the righteous shall live by faith. Here it the is. righteous shall live by faith. And sometimes people hear that verse and they say, well, that means that I, I need to get saved or I need to put my faith in Jesus. And then that's it. The righteous shall live by faith every day. And what it means to live by faith is to believe what God says and to agree with what God says and do what God says. And Jesus said this in Matthew 4, 4, and he was quoting scripture. He said, it is written. He told Satan that too. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out right. of the mouth of God. That's living by faith right so, there. So living by faith, the righteous will live by faith, means that you believe everything that God says, you agree with everything that mm -hmm. God says, and that you're going to follow what he says. And so when he says, this is the day the Lord has made, I'm going to believe it. The UN didn't make the day. The president didn't make the day. The Democrats and the Republicans didn't make this day. God made this day. And he made it, as we've talked before about, as a present to you and I. 
and we're going to unwrap this present as the day goes on. And Lord willing, if he doesn't come back or we're still here, we'll see another present tomorrow. And it will be the day the Lord has made. He's, I tell people, all the time, if you can't remember anything else, when you get up in the morning, remember, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And if you say, well, you know what? There's not a lot in my life to rejoice about. There's a lot of sadness going on, a lot of sickness, a lot of sorrow, this, that, and the other thing. If you can't remember anything else, remember this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So you can get up in the morning and say to yourself, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And one of the reasons why I can rejoice and be glad in it is because the Lord Lord is is my shepherd and I shall not want. Well, check this out. I shall not want for joy because he just shall told not me, want for anything. He just told me in verse eleven, these things I spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Well, if it's full, I, I shouldn't want it anymore because I'm full. Right. If I'm full from eating food, I don't really want it anymore. The Lord is my shepherd. He's a, the the good shepherd. Always takes care of the sheep. Right. The sheep's never in want. See and. Do we believe God? See, this is why the righteous shall live by faith. So we read a scripture like you just read that he's go- because of his joy, our joy will be full. Do I believe God? Am I going to believe that he wants hey, Richard, to give me that's joy? That's what the rubber meets the road. Jesus, when he first started his earthly ministry, he came and said these words. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Uh, I, I know a lot of Christians don't believe the gospel. They believe, you know, they're saved, and, and that's about the extent of it. But the thing said, I think it says in Hebrews, there's things that accompany salvation. There's a lot of stuff that accompany. If you go on a cruise, everything's what's called inclusive. You don't have to go pay for your meals because you can eat all Man, you it, want. It's hard to not gain 10 pounds on but a cruise. Everything's inclusive. Well, when you get into the family of God, everything's inclusive. Healing, finances, everything that... Cause Joy, you're, peace, cause, comfort. Because you're an heir with God and, and a joint heir with Christ. Well, behold, what manner of God we're told that he has made us the children of God. Behold, what manner of so love he has poured out on us. And, and actually, you have an inheritance. So you have to lay hold to your inheritance. You have to lay hold to the promises of God. And you do that, Richard, by believing, by faith. That's what it is. I believe, and God's given it to us in his words. It says in First Peter, he's given us exceeding great and precious promises. Through the knowledge of him. And he says we lay hold on those promises by faith. Just by believing. And here's the deal. Anybody can believe. That's not hard to do. Remember the guy said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Jesus said, I can work with you. Boom. It's easy. It's just the choice is yours to believe. And whatever you believe, that's going to be the reality. If you believe it's going down, the ship's going down, well, that's going to be your reality. If you believe uh what the scripture says about the future of the righteous grows brighter and brighter and brighter. If you believe that, that's going to be your reality. And I, I, I believe that latter, that the future of the righteous, and that's the word of God, grows brighter and brighter. It doesn't say the future of the righteous grows dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Because remember, he said, let your light so shine. Oh, that means brightness. So uh, we, we, got, we got everything that God has. We have access, access to it through faith, through just believing. And again, anybody can believe. It's simple. Well, you know, and here's the thing, though. When you talk about belief, as you're talking, I, was, I thought of the scripture of James says, even the demons believe and tremble. So here's the thing, is that this belief is going to cause us to act. If I believe the chair I'm sitting in is going to hold me up, I'm going to stay in it. I'm going to sit in it. I'm going to stay in it. 
If I don't believe that, if I believe it's going to collapse, I'll never sit in it. If I believe that my car is going to run well enough that I can go on a 500-mile trip in it, I'm going to get in it and take off. If I don't believe my car is going to make it that 500 miles, I'll never go. So the belief that we're talking about here is a belief that causes actions. That's why James yeah, says faith without works is dead. Because right, demons believe but that God exists, act. but they ain't finna bow down. They're not going right. to bow down and, and allow Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Satan so you can say, again. I believe God is, but never allow him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Right, and that's where a lot of people are. And that's why we have this broadcast. This broadcast is designed to ignite your faith on fire, to get you Get your believing up. Get your hope up. So Bible not only do faith, you believe it, but you act on it. Right. You, you do what God says. Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It means you're going to act on what you believe in or what you're hoping for. Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. So Abraham did something. Right. He went. Yeah, God he said, went. go. He, he believed he, God. He, he, he so did. He went. Him and Sarah had to come together because they were promised a child in old age. Well, they had to do something in the natural in order to assist God with manifesting manifesting that child. Yeah, they had to come together. And we have to to do what God tells us to do. And he says, my my yoke is not heavy, my burden is light. And a lot of Christians forget that. It's almost as if God is going to make us do things that we don't really want to do. I have talked to people, you probably have too, I've talked to young people, and they're like, someday when I get older, I might become a Christian. Because their their idea is God won't let me have any fun. So I want to have fun till I get older. And then someday when I'm old and it no longer matters, I'm like used up, then I'll become a Christian because everybody knows Christians don't have any fun. And, I'll go retire as a Christian. Right. See, Christians <laughs> don't have any fun. And so I, I want to have fun when I'm young. And then when I'm old and it doesn't matter, you don't have any fun anyway, right. then I'll become a Christian and then it won't matter because mm. my fun will be all used up. Right. Nothing could be farther from the truth. God wants Christians to be joyful. He wants us to have joy. Well, when Jesus said, I came that you have, may have abundant life, that's to every everybody who has ears to hear. It does. It didn't say... If you're this age, I came that you may have life. And as for anybody who has ears to hear, and I was reminded of something as you was talking about shepherd and sheep. Jesus said something too that uh that encouraged us to walk by faith. He says, My sheep know my voice and they hear me, and a voice of a stranger they will not follow. So he's saying the true sheep hear the shepherd voice, and and because if a shepherd calls his sheep, he has a certain call. I'm not a shepherd in that sense of having real sheep but i know that a shepherd has a call and when he makes that call whatever his call is the sheep come running they respond i'm going to say they respond to the call well it's just like us when we hear the voice or the word of god we're to respond to it draw near to him not draw away and that's where again where the rubber meets the road scripture says in james don't just be a hearer of the word only, but be a doer. He said, if you're a hearer only, you're deceiving yourself. But if you're a doer, you'll be blessed in what you read in the work. So if I count it all joy when I'm going through, the blessings abound towards me because I'm an obedient sheep. I'm doing what he said to. I'm not, you can't tell I'm going through it because uh, my continence. I, I look like I swallowed a sour lemon. Always have an organ recital when I encounter people. No, I got to count it all joy. 
And that's because the joy of the Lord is going to strengthen me. When I do that, well, because I'm full of his joy, because he told me if I abide in him, I'm staying connected to him. And Jesus had some adversity, too. We look how he handled it. A lot of people don't realize Jesus is the model, the role model, and he was the sample son. He came to earth for several purposes, but one was to show us how to operate successfully on the earth. And he told us in the Hebrews, run with endurance the race that was set before you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So go always go back and look at Jesus' life. That's why I tell people it's important to be a student of the scripture. Look how Jesus did things. That was for us to say, oh, Jesus handled it like this. Oh, when the soldiers came to get him and Peter cut off his ear, Jesus said, no, 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 no. We ain't going to retaliate like like that. That's Jesus, not what I came for. Yeah, yeah, and Jesus healed the guy right there. So, again, we can't ever forget. Remember, you abide in me and my words abide in you. You can ask what you will. He's the true vine. We're the branches of that vine. So, again, what would Jesus do? What would the true vine do? Because you're an extension of that. Remember, you're an ambassador for Christ. You're a minister of reconciliation. You're in the household of God now, and you got to always remember or be reminded, how would a child of God respond in the midst of trials, tribulations, in the midst of adversity? And we kind of want to forget that during those times. We throw all that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I know lots of Christians that yeah. are happy and joyful as long as things are going good. Right. As long as things are going then good. first thing that something bad goes on. All that go, all the, hey, they throw, they lose their religion. <laughs> I mean, they get, and you know, talk about joy. So much of your joy depends on your attitude that you have. And we had talked earlier, I don't know, last week or earlier this week, maybe about attitude. We actually have control over our own attitude. I know there are a lot of Christians who don't believe they have control over their attitude. They use excuses or they use things where they say, well, so-and-so made me mad, or you made me mad, or this made me sad, or this made me whatever, we have control over our attitude. You can't make me mad. I can, what you do can make me choose to be mad, but you can't make me mad. Nobody can make me mad. The circumstances can't make me mad. I will choose my attitude. Well, I got to say this. If you're connected to the true vine as a true branch, he said you'll bear much fruit. You know what one of the fruit of the Spirit is? We know one is joy, and it's the key to the kingdom because we're talk, we're speaking on that this week. But another one is what you just referred to, self-control. Say it backwards. Control yourself. <laughs> and again, we have that too as the new nature that we have as a child of God, we have that available to us. So he tells us that's one of the fruit of the spirit, self-control. So you as a Christian, as you're growing spiritually maturing, that's another fruit that should be coming off your tree. Self-control. I always tell people, the scripture says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. And you know how you're going to examine yourself? This, this Bible, this book is called the mirror. This is the mirror you look in to see if you're in the faith. If not, if you're not, if after 20 years looking like this book, tell you're supposed to look, you better go make some corrections. You got We do that in the mirror in the morning. We get up in the morning, blah, blah, blah. And if something don't look right, we'll go ahead and make the correction before we leave out the door. He says the same thing. Examine yourself by the word of God. And if you're not looking like you're supposed to be looking, the scripture says in Corinthians, 
we're being transformed into the image of, of Jesus. We're being transformed into the image of him. Again, he's the sample son. He's the role model. So as we're increasing or growing spiritually, spiritually mature, we should be looking more and more like Jesus because the scripture says he's the head of the body of Christ. We're the body. He's the head. We're to be conformed to his likeness. Right, 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 right. So if you're not heading that direction again, you better probably want to examine yourself and make the necessary corrections. And here it is. And you know, it's really easy to do that too. It's all about choice. You can choose to make the corrections. Well, see, and we can get up and we can choose whether we're going to read the book. We can choose whether we're going to be in God's word. You can choose to be a hero or a doer. Earlier this week, we challenged people to spend at least three weeks where the first thing that you do in the morning is read scripture. Before you turn on the news, before you read the newspaper, hopefully even before you talk to anybody else, the very first thing, read some scripture to get your mind onto the mind of God and let him speak to you and you can hear his voice. And it is so important for people to do that because it sets the tone for the entire day. If you get up in the morning and the first thing that comes into your head, you turn on the news and they're talking about the latest shooting. They're talking about the latest bombing. They're talking about the latest plane crash. They're talking about the latest fighting. And this is what I don't think a lot of people, there's always fighting going on somewhere in the world, whether it's Ukraine or it's Syria or it's wherever, there's always fighting going on. So you get up in the morning and those things are what fills your head, you start out just negative. You start out down because your attitude is, man, There's this whole world just stinks. This whole world is just going down the drain. There's no hope for anything in this world. But when you get up in the morning and the first thing you read is scripture and you start reading about God is still on the throne, God is still in charge, God is still changing people's lives, God still wants to lead me and guide me and protect me and all these things that are going on in the world and that, in fact, God is my shepherd and I shall not want and he wants me to have joy and he wants me to have peace. All of a sudden, now your attitude just becomes completely different. Well, and also knowing your position, you're considered an a child ambassador, of God. a child and an ambassador. Ambassador is a representative. We're, to, we're supposed to be telling people about the good news. Right. You know how many Christians go around, the whole world's a downer, the whole world's terrible. It's all We're supposed to be telling people Richard, the good news. And I always tell people or remind people, be the change that you want to see in the world. You know, be a part of the solution. And if you're focused on the problems, you're not obviously focused, focusing on the solution. And you know what? We can go on and on, and you know we're out of time right now, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep living by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.